Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Baseball season is in full swing, and you don't want to miss a thing. It's time for Around the Horn with Kevin Bohannon. Around the Horn is brought to you by Stanley Wood, Buick, Chevy, GMC, and Scott Wood Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. And now, it's time for Around the Horn. Well, oh, by the way, if you are keeping score for what it's worth, now 14 to nothing, Arkansas is leading Grambling State. We are now joined by the guru of baseball, better known as Kevin Bohannon. Well, Kevin, where were these bats this past weekend? They're in Arlington, but, of course, I'm only being tongue-in-cheek because yeah. pitching was probably a little better. I think the pitching was a little bit better down in Arlington, wouldn't you yeah. say? No doubt. Yeah, pitching was quite a bit better down in Arlington this past weekend, and it, this is good, and if you've seen Major League Baseball movies and Major League, and you talk about slump busters and something to change your mind, Grambling is a good slump buster right now. So changing things up. Honestly, guys, the Oklahoma State game, I didn't know if we were going to have to sacrifice the chicken or what. <laughs> bucket of KFC. Did you have any beads? Serrano. Did you have any beads you could put on those bats as well? Man, I had everything going. Uh, about the 12th inning, I got up from my seat. When Donovan Witten, the hog linebacker, was sitting right next to us. And me and him went and stood up behind where we were sitting. Had a little area right there. I was like, I got to change something up here. So, Amber, you sit in my seat. I'm going to go stand behind you and just don't look at me crazy because this is what baseball people do to try to change the look. <laughs> works, works really well, doesn't it? Yeah. It yeah. does. 100% of the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Although it didn't work, did it? Well, yeah, but I've seen Kevin, you know, in uh, travel baseball, turn his head inside out, turn it backwards, <laughs> turn his shirt inside out. <laughs> you know, he wouldn't want to take his pants off in front of the public out there, but he probably would have tried yeah. that. But, uh, yeah, no, that's baseball. Works every time. Yeah, it is baseball. It? Yeah, it does yeah. work. And that's, that's why yeah, superstition is so good. It works every time. <laughs> for, for people out there that are saying, well, how can you beat Oregon State and lose to Oklahoma State? Oklahoma State's a good team. Now, I said last Tuesday – this is not an Oklahoma State team like they were last year. They're not as good as they were the last couple of years, but they're still a good team. They're not going to beat TCU in the Big 12, but Gabe Davis, the kid that threw six innings right in the middle of the game on Saturday night, was lights out. Fastball, 93-95, power slider. I mean, he's 6'5", 240. He's good. So uh, the holiday kid. He Another holiday. Is that the same family? No, not the same okay. thing. This holiday is from Florida. Okay, I was wondering. Yeah. I, was, I had that same question. Yeah. Yeah. Randy, this kid actually played for the Georgia Jackets, and we faced him a couple of times. Reed, he, he graduated the same year Reed did. So when I saw him on the mound, I was like, hey, it looks really familiar. Then I saw the leg kick, and I was like, oh, I know who that is. So they did not make adjustments quick enough in that game. That's what really frustrated me because Holiday's pitching them backwards. He, curveball, curveball, fastball. He's, his tempo was really good. He tried to get ahead of these hitters really quick, and the pattern was really predictable, but that's neither here nor there. They lost the game, but one, two out of three. They're five and two right now, about to be six and two, and a lot of young guys are getting some work today. Cooper Dawson from Springdale Harbor got to pitch his first outing of the year, went three up, three down, struck out the side, four-pitch mix, fastball up to 95, so 
it's good to see these younger guys getting some action um, after a long weekend of strikeouts. Were you surprised Fisher, Big Tuna, got the start today? I would have had yeah. him in the uh, starting the game, but then I thought, okay, pitch Saturday, 24 hours, Sunday, then you come back Monday, another 24 hours, that's 48. And I realized he only went one inning today, only threw 12 total pitches, but I was still surprised. I guess you could use that almost like a bullpen to a degree, could you not, Kevin? That's exactly right. It was the same thing with Will McIntyre last week because he brought they brought him in and had a kind of a bullpen inning, so to speak. That so was yeah, Sunday. Went out there that was Sunday. Sunday, yeah, yeah, last Sunday. So we expected not to see him on Monday after we talked on Friday against James Madison. So yeah, he came in on Sunday, got light work in. Uh, yeah, it didn't surprise me. He's earned that spot as the fourth starter, and I think Dave Van Horn wanted to reward him and say, okay. You're our guy right here. And, of course, he was co-freshman of the week in the SEC conference. And I tell you what, guys, if there would have been co-pitchers of the week in the SEC, I would have had to write a letter. And I would have had Marcus Elliott go down there with me to Birmingham. <laughs> we would have walked in there and just got in the middle of their stuff if Hagen Smith was not just pitcher of the week by himself. But he was one of the best performances. It was the best performance I've ever seen in a college pitcher. That that had to be something to behold, just uh, to be there in person, to see something that absolutely dominating, because it didn't matter what he threw, it seemed to be the right pitch, he seemed to have the right location, everything was working. I I said this a moment ago, Kevin. I was shocked they even had three hits. Oregon State even had three hits. I just well, think- two of them were infield hits. One of them was the bunt. Then they had the infield single to Aloy, and the only real hit they got was the one up the middle that just got out of the reach of gloves. So, you know, they didn't square him up all right, night. Right. And I, I, I use this analogy, and if you a lot of fans out there, they played video games, you know, back when it was Nintendo, Sega, PlayStation, whatever. But it was like Hagen Smith was a created player on a baseball game. And God was controlling the, the joystick that hmm. night because he threw it wherever he wanted to, whatever count. Even when he got behind with his fastball and it got a little loose on him, he was able to go to a slider in any count and get back in rhythm. So, And he set the tone right away, which was beautiful, because Travis Bazana is one of the top hitters in the nation. He hit 586 last week in their opening weekend. First pitch, 99. Second pitch, 88-mile-per-hour slider that he swung so early on, he could have swung twice. And then the slider pitch put away. You're guessing at that point. And he, that was the only two times he threw a slider that inning because the fastball had so much late life to it that th- those guys had no clue. And you, you could see it going back to the dugout. Those guys were just lost. Like, we can't do anything. And I've I've seen that situation before. I've been in that situation before. As a hitter, like, we, we can't do anything because he's just too good. What about the sticks? Okay, I realize they're pounding the ball 14 14- Let's see, 12 hits so far, 14 runs, 24 at-bats. Needless to say, they're they're heating the ball all over the park. Uh, let's see, Lovich is now in the lineup. Uh, Wagner, hope he gets a couple of swings. Uh, he needs to swing the bat. Polk, uh, he started at the catching spot. He's one for three today. Four RBIs. Had grand slam. Yep, yeah. had, had the granny. Aloy, oh, my goodness, one for three. This young man has struggled mightily. 
Souza, he's into the game now. And let's see, I guess that's the only other changes. Edmondson started in center field. Did that kind of surprise you, starting Edmondson? Not really, because Coach Van Horn had said Edmondson had been their most consistent hitter uh, throughout preseason, so he rewarded him with the start today. Yep, got some town down, down there in Arlington as well. So, hey, let's put him in center field, give Wilmsmeyer a day off, see how Edmondson performs in center field, because those guys are going to have to rotate out there. Jason Jones, of course, had a home run today, uh, his first of the year. But to your point about the hitting, one, one thing – these guys, there's more two-strike approach than there has been in the past. If you see, you saw guys, you see guys choking up a little bit, spreading out, and trying to put the ball in play. But it is almost inexcusable to have a runner on third, less than two outs, and have two straight strikeouts. Mm-hmm. You can't do that at a high level and expect to win a College World Series and a national championship. So it's good, it's better that that stuff happens right now. I don't think they're trying to hit the ball out of the ballpark every time. So the people that are out there saying, oh, we're just trying to jack the ball 450 feet every time. No, they're not trying to do that. They did not have good at-bats because they were uncomfortable. It looked like they were up there guessing so much instead of just letting the game come to them and just putting barrel on ball. That's what I saw a lot of. There was a lot of pressing going on. Hudson White looked like he was kind of in his own head. So right now I say a lot of it's mental I don't think a lot of it's physical, which which can be worked out. Another thing, Coach Van Horn has played pick up. Just he spun the roulette wheel and and threw a dart at the dartboard and picked a line up out of a hat. No, he hasn't done that, but it helps that a guy knows that he's going to be in there every day. It's a mindset. So if you know where you're going to be in the lineup, where you're going to be, and Coach Van Horn said this at the beginning of the season, I'm going to have a lot of lineups to begin the season. The guys have to adapt to that. So they yes they have to adapt to it. There's we've had four different catchers in, and the fourth one hit a grand slam in his first at bat. Does that mean he's going to catch on Friday night? No, but you know it's just one of the things that is going on right now with the lineup that these guys maybe they're not comfortable where they're at, and they're just going to figure it out. He did you know we've talked a lot about this. This is a lineup full of middle of the lineup hitters. So knowing your role as a leadoff, Kendall Diggs has done a great job at leadoff spot. He was two for three today with a double. He's hitting over 400. Jared Sprague lots uh, leading a team. He's hitting 435 on the year. So you've only had really three consistent hitters with those two and Ben McLaughlin. The other six, seven, eight really have to figure it out. All right, Kevin, what about Jack Wagner? I, I'm expecting more from Jack Wagner. Played Friday night, but then we didn't see him the rest of the weekend. What's going on there? Yeah, I, I wish I knew. Uh, and it was brought up in a post-game press conference. Uh, it's just right now, he wants Helfrick to play a lot. And you saw that with him catching Saturday night and DHing on Friday. So Hudson White's going to play, whether it DH or catcher. It's the fact right now, Ben McLaughlin's one of the top hitters on the team. There's just not a spot for him. I thought he would go to left field, honestly, because he's an infielder outfielder. And if he could go to left field, and produced out there, that, that'd be a spot for him. But right now, he's just not a spot. Have to get him at bats when he can. He came in Saturday night against Oklahoma State. So I'm hoping he does something today that says, hey, I need to be in there. I need to play. So far, he's had one at bat. He walked in that yep. lone at bat. All right, hang on, Kevin. we got to step away for a moment. Rick Schaefer, M.E. Marcus Elliott. 
joined by the beautiful Tyler Elliott. Holy smokes. And not seen her since the crib. There you go. Baseball season is in full swing, and you don't want to miss a thing. It's time for Around the Horn with Kevin Bohannon. Around the Horn is brought to you by Stanley Wood, Buick, Chevy, GMC, and Scott Wood Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. And now, it's time for Around the Horn. And let's talk with Rick. Rick, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports. Hey, uh, uh, man, this baseball team is so great. only thing we got to do, which I did make a, a, a bet, and uh, I said we would win all three games. And, boy, I, uh, I had over 300. And man, it was going to pay me good. But <laughs> thank I mean, we stranded so many players mm-hmm. on Saturday. But, anyway, that's just betting. But, hey. Clean up the infield. He's got so many great players, and uh, but I really want to talk to Marcus. Hey, Rick, my big time Marcus. Hey, Rick, one of the best offensive linemen, and he's really smart. Well, the best. What? He's, he's, he's one of the best players in Razorback history. Uh, don't what think was that? He's the greatest. <laughs> Don't get Rick going with this again, <laughs> please. I know I can't help it, but he's one of my. But he's thank you, very Rick. Intelligent. Thank you, thank you, Rick. In hey, spite, in spite of the other question. Rick. Hey, uh, let me ask one more question. Sure. I didn't know you'd ask the first. Can one. I ask one more? <laughs> yes, sir. Go right yeah. ahead. Sure, go ahead. Oh yeah, yeah. What does Marcus Elliott uh, think about all of our news? Linemen, uh, NIL and recruits. Uh, that's what I'm yeah. uh, really intrigued about when he's on the show. All right. Thank you, Rick. It's, it's good to hear you again, too, my friend. Thank you, Rick. Thank you. You just like all the compliments. I do. <laughs> and it's I okay. It, Everybody it, does. That's I'm easy. Nice. No. <laughs> no, I, you know, guys, the, the NIL, I think, I think Arkansas has embraced it. I think the linemen we need to see, I keep saying this, guys, this is the SEC. So I love the aggressiveness. I love the going after the, the, the top talent. Um, but now here's the good news. I think Bobby Petrino has a history and a track record of being able to utilize that talent. So I'm, I'm really hopeful, guys. I, I'm hopeful they got the right folks to fit what he does, and I'm sure he had um, big input into evaluating the talent on the line of scrimmage as well as otherwise. So I think he's going to be able to maximize it eventually. However, this is the SEC. All these teams are getting better and, and, and have money to spend. Don't you think, Mark, though, the first move that basically was made was bringing in the ex-Baylor Offensive line coach Eric Mateos. Okay. Yes. Because I I I think they were woefully undercoached last year. Oh. Certainly, you could question even lack of <laughs> any development that yeah. went on with that offensive line. There are some prospects that I keep waiting for this day. Emerian Harris, as an example. Now, there's others who did see just a little bit of playing time. I mean, a little bit on that offensive line, but. Some of these guys came in extremely highly regarded. 
And so far, we've seen little yeah. or nothing of those guys. So is it overvaluation yeah. or lack of development? I think it's both. No question. In my mind, it's both. Guys, when you look at the talent that they're playing against and compared to Arkansas's talent and the coaching, as you said, there's no other way to cut it. It's just been subpar. And I, I didn't just say that now when the coach is gone. I, I said that back then. Uh, but, no, it's both. And you can't win. Now, who's responsible for that? Co- coach Pittman is a, um, one of the top offensive line coaches in the nation. So he's got to grab that by the bull and say, listen, we can't have that. Eventually he did. But now he's got to make the right hire uh, that with the right coach that can, that can recruit talent for the, the offense they're going to run. Okay? You're not going to out-recruit Alabama, Georgia, um, LSU when it just comes to physical talent. So you have to find uh, athletes that can fit your scheme, and, and hopefully that's, that's what's happened. Uh, Kevin, did we? Oh, 18 to nothing is now. Yeah, Jason wow. Jones hit a grand slam. Woo! Well, he's getting a lot of uh, attaboys today. Uh, Jason yep. Jones is attaboys. Uh, Peyton Hope, by the way, three for three on the day. Uh, Edmondson, two for two. Diggs, two for three. Sprague Lott is one for two. Uh, White, Hudson White, one for three. Polk, one for three. Aloy, he's done for the day. He was one for three. So some of these averages needed a little help. So hopefully this will now be the beginning of these thawing out of the bats that need right. to occur. <laughs> All right, Kevin, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Kevin is headed down right. to Hot Springs for one of the new showcase tournaments we've got ongoing. All right, thank you, Kevin.